3: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
0: Bombas. Big
3: comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash acast and use code ACAST for twenty percent off your first purchase.
2: All right. Are we go? We're good to go. Okay.
3: John, take it away
0: it's the round ball rock podcast with your host jave shilling featuring John rondo joey divine ellen cleghorn the mamas and the papas Sideline reporter Craig Sager, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Sean Keen, Chris Bryant, Archduke Franz Ferdinand, Rob Schneider, an old jack-o-lantern full of Coke Zero, and musical guest, The Buggles, and now your host of Round Ball Rock, Dave Schilling.
3: Oh my god, hello, thank you to Don Pardo for that intro, and welcome to my next chapter. I'm Dave Schilling, former Grantland editor, current Guardian writer at large, NBA fan, and Kobe Bryant aficionado. I am here with Joey Devine and Sean Keene. Hey, what's going on, Dave?
1: Hey, Dave. How's it going?
3: It's going great. I mean, it took us a couple hours to figure out how this board worked, but now we're making a podcast about, about basketball. Oh my! This is wonderful, oh and it's called Round Ball Rock. Um, the podcast. This will be something that we do fairly frequently. I can't say if it's going to be every week. can't say if it's going to be every month, but it's going to happen. So just keep your eyes and ears peeled and subscribe to us somewhere. On iTunes? iTunes, it'll be on iTunes. Okay, great. We'll figure so that out.
1: Cloud. Um, I have a GeoCities page.
3: Uh, have you kept it up? Yes and no. So what? What do you got in there? Some gifs.
1: It's uh, a lot of guys. Uh, it's an animated. Uh, they I think they call them gifs.
3: Gifs. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry, uh, I pronounced it wrong. Yeah. So it's
1: these guys who are. Uh, they're 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 like little construction workers, and it tells you the page is under construction. <laughs>
3: Because you're always improving, just like Kevin Durant, yeah. you're yep. always trying to get to that next level and make yourself a better website. I uh, I put a
1: little crying Jordan face on the worst construction
3: work. Trust about. the process. <laughs> yeah, trust the process. <laughs> trust the process. Uh, all right. So you know, you know, maybe me, possibly Sean and Joey are very hilarious comedians. And oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks for saying. One that. One of you is funnier than the other. I'll let you guess. <laughs> it's which Sean. One. Oh, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I'm not picking between (laughs) the two of you. But we're going to talk about free agency. We're going to talk about Summer League a little bit. We're going to talk about my favorite player, Wesley Johnson. And we're going to have some fun. So let's start with the most important free agent move of the NBA offseason. Moskov to the Lakers. Alan (laughs) Crabb signed an offer sheet for four years, $75 million, to join the Brooklyn Nets. According to Woj, bonuses, he could reach $83 million. Is that worth it? (laughs) Sean. Uh, Well, I would say he
1: does deserve more money than Evan Turner. Okay. But I believe that up until today, Alan Krebs was most famous for uh, his college coach, Mike Montgomery, shoving him during a game Mm -hmm. on the sidelines. And then he came out and he played really well. Uh casual NBA fans will know that he has one of the, bad one of the worst bad hair beard combinations. <laughs> like the beard starts and stops in weird places. It's the like dye starts and stops in weird
3: places. But he like dyes a, his hair? That's not yeah, real? it's blonde. That's not natural? No. <laughs> That's a big surprise for me. I'm sorry. Uh. I didn't know that.
2: But it's like a mohawk but too wide too wide yeah like it goes down the sides of his head well okay
3: once a mohawk becomes too wide then isn't it just regular hair
2: but he also has it shaved like above his ears i don't know that's going gray gray down down there on them temples oh like uh (laughs) like professor uh like uh the fantastic four read richards read richards come yeah come on Are you were going to say professor xavier i was going to say professor xavier not only is he xavier. one of the x men he's bald i know <laughs> i know but i di- to be fair i did not say professor xavier you're
3: uh, putting words in my mouth but then you admitted that that's
2: not what unlike saying. the oklahoma city media
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay well then wh- what do you think about Alan Crabb? is he worth it i think if you're brooklyn he's worth it because it's for that like, money though even though they're already cash cash strapped i mean they I don't have think they are though well anymore. salary cap wise aren't but they? But they have
2: no one like they Crab is a better young player than anyone they had other than Rondé Hollis Jefferson.
1: Sure, they have they just have a lot of free money right now because they they were so capped out. But then Joe Johnson, Darren Williams John. and Joe Johnson took buyouts, and Thad Young got traded, and the, I think. Andre Kirilenko is just being paid by a secret Russian shell corporation. Yeah. He's not, not even on, on, the, on the Brooklyn, Brooklyn books. Nets books. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to trade Brook Lopez. They had to pay somebody. At least they paid a young and guy like sure. they
2: have no picks for the next three years you might as well
1: take shots at young people like younger players i just i think it's incredible that he managed to make the move from portland to brooklyn yeah so it's just like if there were a, a food team truck and- clause
3: his <laughs> contract if only there so was like, a- i just want to ride my bike to work if only there was a team in austin texas he would have hit all the big yeah. spots yeah yeah yeah.
1: So I'm happy for him, and I'm happy for his bandmates. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, all right, so with Alan Crab <laughs> making crazy money for four years, uh, do you think, generally speaking, that this has gotten out of control? That, that people are making too much money? Because no, this is fuck the St- Stephen A. hot take now: is mm, people are making too fuck much. Fuck that! I would uh, rather we just
1: got guys... an NC seventeen. Yeah, guys, this
3: is going to get that explicit tag. <laughs> I would rather. <laughs> fuck that! I would so <laughs> much rather. That
2: these guys got paid than those shitbag owners.
3: I, I, I suppose.
2: Like, oh, oh, I really wish the fracking guys in Oklahoma City got to keep all their money. <laughs> well, they're
3: trying their best to by getting rid of all of their best players. <laughs> uh, speaking of, Kevin Durant... Joins the Golden State Warriors. Uh, For those of you who don't know Sean and Joey, and you probably don't, uh, not because you guys aren't great, but because... We're not famous. Hopefully some strange (laughs) people will listen to this show. Uh, Both of them are Golden State Warriors fans, and so this is like Christmas, New Year's, Arbor Day, Bastille Day, and whatever obscure holiday you can think of rolled into one.
1: It it was weird because it's, it's, it's like... Getting the greatest Christmas present of your life, but it's because your grandma died two weeks earlier <laughs> yeah. and your parents inherited a bunch of money. Like like they did blow a three one lead in the NBA finals. And so now it's I should be way more excited. It's, it's like but I'm still like a little bit just just like unproud of blowing a three one finals lead after a seventy three win season.
2: It's like being a kid. And, like, when your parents take you to McDonald's after you got a shot, like <laughs> like something that was, like, painful happened to you, and then you got a Happy Meal toy. And that Happy <laughs> Meal toy was Kevin Durant!
3: <laughs> 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 I don't think he would fit inside the box, but I understand the analogy very yeah. well. Uh, th- what does that do, then, to the rest of the NBA? You guys have basically devastated the rest of the league in the, in the last regular season. Uh, now you add, arguably, one of the three best players mm-hmm. in the league. They have
2: two of the three best players in the league <laughs> on their team. I
3: think maybe you're a little biased, but sure, okay. <laughs> um, I mean, they have the... So they LeBron, have the, Steph, KD, the three best. Yeah. How would Russell Westbrook feel about you saying that?
1: He's, like, number five.
3: What about... Um, I mean, he would feel upset, Griffin.
1: but he's probably yeah. also upset for other reasons
2: yeah i mean when is russell westbrook not upset he was upset when kevin durant was on the team
3: we some we, people got to play angry i mean i oh you I understand. Know, yeah i yeah. stepped on my own toes before this podcast started just to get my blood boiling so yeah. i'd be able to give hot takes as i'm just saying as possible.
2: russell westbrook is gonna be upset no matter what a mediocre Unfamous stand-up comedian says about him on oh, the first episode. Of that his was a podcast. hot take against <laughs> oh yourself.
3: That's uh, jeez. I, d- I, d- I don't <laughs> like all the minister burn. <laughs> self-deprecation <laughs> is not what we're looking for <laughs> here. Do You think Skip Bayless would ever make fun of himself on first take? No. You think Brian Windhorse says mean things about himself? Yes, all the time. <laughs> I
1: think he does too.
2: But
3: uh he has that – do you think he's sold that condo yet that
2: he was no, trying to sell? No, he's
1: back living in it now. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> I know we said we
3: weren't going to do this, but Sean, can you give me, like, a minute of Brian Windhorst impression, please?
1: Yeah, I can do a little bit of Brian Windhorst. Um, he moved to Miami when LeBron did, then the housing market crashed. So he just held on to his condo in Cleveland and now still lives in it. Uh, finally, a, a title got back from the land. You'd think Brian Windhorst is happy, but he's still furious about the traffic nightmare that is going to be the Republican National Convention. <laughs>
3: is he tweeting about that? Uh, he, really he had worried? a
1: he had a great true hoop appearance. I love Brian Windhorst, by the way. Yeah, uh, me too. My favorite, my favorite, uh, him and Kevin Arnowitz are the such treats. Everybody at ESPN Podcast. is great. They are. <laughs> they're,
3: they're <laughs> I love everybody. Okay, speaking of the Warriors. Festus Ezeli agrees to two years, sixteen million with Portland.
2: That seems like that seems like a deal, considering what uh, a lot of other people are getting. Mainly Timofey Mozgov.
3: How much was Mozgov's deal for? If you know off the top of your head, four sixty four. Yeah. Think. Ugh. Yeah. That is rough.
1: Mm-hmm. What was beyond? Would Biombo get? Four seventy three, four seventy four, four seventy two, maybe something yeah. like that, that around that range. But now Mozgov, to be fair, is the greatest local commercial actor in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He yeah, is. I agree. Some of his commercials in Denver are such classics, and the Cleveland ones were amazing. Yeah, and so there's. I do think DeAndre Jordan may have to watch his back when he's looking at the funnier die sketch lineup this year, <laughs> because, you know, I mean. DeAndre works. I mean, I'm sure he has taken an entire series of classes at UCB, probably with his good friend Blake Griffin. But Mozgov just has something on screen that
3: you can't teach. I don't know, man. I think those Meet the Hoopers commercials are really, really a, a good <laughs> indication of how DeAndre Jordan can disappear into a character. It's true. <laughs> I really believe that he is a he's a, a middle-aged woman who has no rings. I really believe that.
1: Yeah, man, they're they're so mean to DeAndre Jordan and Kevin Love in those. Commercials. Yeah, yeah, he has
3: to be a skinny child with a giant head. DeAndre has to constantly run around complaining about everything. He's a shrillish sort, of a shrill uh, sitcom wife. He's not.
1: He's not a good partner to Chris Paul. No.
2: Who, here's a all. question for you guys: Who comes off best in those commercials? In order, rank them.
3: Okay, Garnett, Garnett definitely one. Garnett Easy. one because he's the cool old man. Yeah, yeah. number two would probably be well, not um, I mean, Lillard because he's a baby who throws. I think food it's
1: got to be Dan Gill, comedian Dan Gill. Oh, Everyone absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Got Dan Gill. He's he's patient with them. It's gotta be a nightmare family in. to yeah. represent. Oh, Especially to live next door to yeah, he lives next door to them. <laughs> they're destroying things constantly. Kevin Loves con- they're, constantly they're filming rap videos. Everywhere. Yeah, like uh. like that's how was that even covered in a standard policy? I don't think it is. But like, I would say number three is Chris Paul. Yeah.
3: Yeah, because he's just the regular sk- sitcom dad. He's yeah. fine. And yeah.
1: actually, honestly, I think when he gives masturbating Kevin Love <laughs> <laughs> the talk about the birds and the bees that may have actually been his twin brother. It's the Cliff. Hawks and the Hornets. Oh, the Hawks and the Hornets. Yes, I'm sorry. Okay, but well, I believe that may have been Cliff Paul.
3: <laughs> are those in? The, is this in the same universe? I don't think so because we're talking about the Hooper family. They all are. Their last name is Hooper, so it's not. Right. Like he's oh, that's true. Chris Paul. So these Chris are separate Paul, universes.
1: So Chris Paul right now is playing three different characters in the State Farm universe. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you think there will be ever a film that unifies, the like an Avengers, yeah, the State
2: Farm (laughs) multiverse? Yeah, like,
3: like
1: like (laughs) how are the like we need the Hoopers? The Hoopers are attacked, and they need the twin brother agents to come in.
2: Well, what they need is John Stockton to appear and ask the Hoopers to join the team, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) He's the Agent Coulson of
3: meets CP three, and things are just. It's crazy. Yeah.
2: Dan Gill, unfortunately, would die. He would die. Be I, like he yeah, would no. be like no. Coulson. He
3: would be Coulson. And then uh, John Stockton would be like Nick Fury. Yeah. Yeah. He okay. is
1: the Nick Fury.
3: <laughs> <Of> the State <laughs> Farm <laughs> ultimate uh, Look, it's,
1: it's a better idea than the unified Hasbro universe. I agree. Which is yeah. going to be happening.
3: But what if Transformers showed up in the State Farm universe? Mm? Oh, I I would watch that. Okay, we're you can't t- get that kind of covered. <laughs> I know, you're <laughs> right. Yeah. That's crazy. Transformers are bad for insurance. Yeah. <laughs> you know. uh, all right. Here's a question that I wanted to ask you guys that I feel like you two are both uniquely qualified to answer. Mm-hmm. Give me your starting five plus one bench guy for the all-improv team from the NBA. Top five funniest guys in the NBA plus a six-man off the bench.
1: Uh, you know, I've I've heard that Evan Turner is a hilarious. His Snapchat wild card. is great. It's He's real funny. If you've ever said, if if you're listening to this and you have not seen the uh, t shirts available from Evan Turner's own website, the store is hash. It's hashtag et for the number four president. Uh, <laughs> someone made a replacement logo for the NBA, replacing Jerry West, which is Evan Turner. Celebrating a three-point shot. Oh, mm-hmm. I've seen that one. And beautiful. Uh, I believe he's like a twenty-nine percent career <laughs> yeah. three-point shooter. And uh, he made Amir Johnson wear one on like a whole road mm-hmm. trip. How did he? How did he make him? <laughs> Maybe Amir Johnson is just a real fun guy. Yeah, yeah. he just thought
3: it'd be a silly goof. Yeah. Right. Okay, so Evan Turner is your starting go- one of your starting. He's artists. a he's a
1: wing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I think. I think Deon, I think not DeAndre Jesus. Uh, I think Andre Drummond is your, your, your sure. funny center.
3: He did great last season in all those little funnier divets He' is yeah. really yeah. He's,
1: got, he's a talent. Uh, you know, he's, he's a little oversized for the position, but I think Robin Lopez is an excellent four.
3: Why do you go with Robin instead of Brooke? Well, Robin has like an Rick.
1: intelligible human voice, yeah. too.
0: Whereas <laughs> Brook Lopez talks like this for
1: some reason. He's from
2: well, California. He's
3: a, just a giant man. He's Plus, a, he's got that huge forehead. The man.
2: only thing I think of when I think of Brook Lopez is on draft night when he got drafted by the Nets <laughs> that he was mic'd up and, uh, he asked who, right as he was about to get drafted, he asked who the coach of the Nets was. <laughs> and the guy went, the white guy went, Lawrence Frank. And he went, Lawrence Frank! <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, Robin does a lot of stunts with
2: Lawrence
3: Frank? mascots. Oh, yeah, that's true. He's yeah, yeah. got that mascot game, yeah. which is very strong. Uh, has he ever fully conquered the Bulls mascot? Benny?
2: Oh,
1: see, that'll be that'll be very interesting to see because cause the, the – the guy who played Benny the Bull retired at the end of the season, too. No. So it'll be a, a totally fresh relationship. Bango also retired, It's kind of correct? a reboot, right? Yeah, it's
3: like starting over from scratch. It's like when Heath Ledger was replaced by Jared Leto. I'm Jared sorry. Leto, that's right. <laughs> I'm trying to forget that he's playing this the This is Joker, the Jared right? Leto of
1: mascots as Benny the Bull. He mm-hmm. was, he was That's why he was mailing uh, cow manure. To all of his mascot cohorts, <laughs> uh, I want Giannis at the three.
3: Wait, wait, it's not your turn yet. Oh, sorry, it's not Sean. You have to finish your starting five, and you need a uh, a guy. Oh,
1: record. and I need a swingman too. Okay, uh, I think I would play Draymond at the improv three. He was an actor. He played Othello at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Is that oh, correct, I have Joey? No idea. I did hear that. That is a yeah. nice. Yeah. I think he's tidbit. a theater major. <laughs> um and I think Damian Lillard is a really would be a really solid performer. Like he can do a lot of stuff. Wait,
3: but after the, his Hooper's performance, you had him rank like the It's fourth not his bench. fault. It's not he his fault. Baby. He's
1: great he's great uh ripping on Carl Malone That's in true. that commercial. Those yeah. those some, are good. Some product that I've forgotten already. I thought it was just yeah, yeah, foot football locker. Commercial. Okay. And then I guess the I guess the next guy I would want for, I mean, Steve Nash is amazing. He's mm-hmm. like he's coaching the team. Yeah, I guess he's. You need a. You need a. Doesn't the Herald team need a coach? Absolutely. That mm-hmm. you pay like a thousand dollars a month. To isn't
2: that what Chris <laughs> Gethard did forever?
1: Yeah, that's probably true. Probably true. Uh, and so I just need a six man mm-hmm. for this. God, Somebody I mean,
3: like a heat check guy.
1: Oh, I would. It it would be Clay Thompson. Like t- he would be the worst. <laughs> Uh, he he would be he would be a no but guy instead uh-huh. of a yes and uh-huh. guy he'd be he'd like always try to hump something mm-hmm. in a scene <laughs> and then like one show a year he just rattles off like just he's like out of his mind with just an amazing ten minute improv and everyone's like that that was so great craig and of he doesn't even words. and it turned out he like lost consciousness during it <laughs> but like at the time they're like he's the he's the funniest guy. We've ever seen. That's and then a, his fake goatee falls off on the stage. At it's the a really
2: end. good team. That's a
3: strong team. Yeah. I like that. Okay, Joey.
2: So, did I get Drummond or did you take Drummond? Oh. I took Drummond. Yeah, yeah d- Drummond's great. All right.
3: right. <laughs> so, I guess
2: I want Blake Griffin, I guess, even though I'm afraid he's going to punch one of his teammates. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I just think he's an excellent comedy actor. Uh, as, you know, it's a little over. Like, you know, I get. I get it. You don't necessarily want to take, like, Griffin, but I feel like you have to. Um, then I'm going to take Giannis for sure. Uh, because Giannis is maybe not funny on purpose, but he's definitely funny. Uh, All right. That... That tweet about uh, drinking a smoothie for the first time is, like, the greatest NBA tweet of all time. (laughs) Uh, There's, like, a certain charm to Giannis that he'll get through it. I want Porzingis at the five, too. I love this. This is a great team. Uh, (laughs) Because Porzingis is just, like, come on. Uh, He's good with the zingers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) team zinger. For sure. (laughs) Um, At the two... Who do I want at the... Who's
1: funny at the two? You know, J.J. Reddick is an excellent uh, podcast or an interview, but... He's boring. A little too boring? Okay. boring.
3: But he's got a good look. He could be a leading man type straight man.
2: Sure. But I there's no Zeppos on this team. I, <laughs> want, I want all Mark's brothers. What about Manu? Uh, he, oh, Manu's great. Uh, but actually... Uh, I'm taking Patty Mills. Oh, wow. uh, the Australian. That video of him and Aaron Baines in Australia with the championship uh trophy was hilarious. The Spurs have a good squad of actors. Absolutely. Yeah, really. Funny. I Tony think Parker's Pop probably good.
3: has some sort of like inside the actor studio training. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I
2: want Pop coaching this team. All right. Yeah. <laughs> is is, is who, Pop the sixth man? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, is that it? Is, are you complete? Do you, have a, do you need a point guard? Uh, I need a point guard. Oh, sure. Well, I guess Patty Mills is playing the point guard. I still need a two. Um, uh, I think... Who's funny at the two? Got a lot of foreign guys already. I know. I, I, was <laughs> I, I feel like you're going Borat
3: direction. No. With <laughs> a lot of like silly accents. <laughs>
1: um, Give me... Do you want D'Angelo Russell?
3: He's, yeah, give he's me
2: a good D'Angelo prankster. Russell. That oh, commercial was yeah. funny. You know. And he's a prankster, an yeah. original prankster.
3: Yeah. That's a solid team.
2: And off the bench, I want Monte Ellis. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I'm going to go a different direction. Uh, first of all, my number one draft pick is Joel Embiid. Oh, Yo, great I can't on believe Twitter. you guys didn't think of Embiid. Uh, like, we'd have a oh, giant
1: yeah. picture of Shirley Temple's backstage. who a- <laughs>
2: Who'd <laughs> have thought that a couple of NBA fans didn't remember Joel Embiid was in the league? <laughs> oh, I yeah, wonder yeah. why.
3: Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, then uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and take uh, J.R. Smith, oh, uh, as excellent. the small forward, and position. He'll, he's
1: willing to do nudity, so that's <laughs> exactly. that's useful. Yes,
3: I think I'm mostly going with Twitter All Stars here. <laughs> uh, let's see who am I going to take at the point guard position? This is tough. Uh, Lillard is out because I don't like that baby stuff he does mm-hmm. I just don't think it works for me He just doesn't make me think he's actually a baby
2: He also raps too much Like there's yeah. a lot of rapping I, I don't, don't like, know you
3: want a lot of you. The, he doesn't take himself uh, He takes himself too seriously that is
2: Yeah you just don't He, he doesn't have like If you're going to have a guy rapping on your improv team He's got to be like Wayne Brady Wayne Brady you're like, not like a John
3: like, Cena type <laughs> Like, you're a, kind like of, a young
2: John C.
1: Right now, you're kind of ending up with a Donald Glover type. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> gr- acting great. Sure. Maybe not Maybe not so much of the rest Maybe the Childish Gambino
3: <laughs> thing's not working. Uh, all right, let's see. You took D'Angelo Russell. Uh, I can't think of any Lakers who really have a sense of humor at this <laughs> point, probably because they've been playing for Byron Scott mm-hmm. for two years. Uh, yeah, actually, I you th- know what? I'm going to take Nick Young. Oh. Fuck it. I'm taking Swaggy P. Swaggy. He's fun. Because here's a guy who not only can mug for the camera, he also has self-confidence, irrational self-confidence. And that's what you need in an improv team. Mm-hmm. You need a guy who's like, I will do and say anything as long as it gets me over, yeah. makes me sure. popular. I like that. So I've got Embiid. I've got J.R. Smith. I've got Swaggy P. Uh, KG is still in the league. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with KG. I'm Uh, getting
2: retroactively mad at my
3: own team. KG KG is going to play the four for me uh, since I've already got Embiid playing center. Like, Uh, I am
2: so pissed right now that I just remembered I forgot to take (laughs) (laughs) Zonia.
3: I remember uh, we were trying to think of a a good nickname for him uh, before the draft or after the draft at Grantland. And I think it was Mark Lasanti said he should be called the Block Mamba. (laughs) Like the Soviet Block. Uh, Okay, so I need a bench guy. And I'm going to take somebody who I think really knows how to use their body effectively to make people laugh. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Boban. Oh, uh, yeah,
1: that's good. Can you imagine how intense the the vocal warm ups are backstage when Kevin Dur- Kevin Garnett is leading them?
0: I can't. Just <laughs> like Bumblebee, 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 don't sting me. Do not sting me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now
2: anything I'll- is improvable. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. That was a moment. That should have been the name of our
3: podcast. That's the pod mass. <laughs> That's the poll quote at the beginning. Yeah, that was sick. That was sick as fuck. Thank you, Thank guys. you. Good Thank job. So I need a shooting guard, correct? Mm-hmm. I need a pure shooter. I need a guy who can facilitate but also can make his own shot happen. Mm-hmm. I need a yes and guy. I need a guy who can yes and really well. Um ugh. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, oh man I'm, I can't figure it out this is dead this is dead podcast time <laughs> I need to just pull a name uh, I'm gonna go with CJ McCollum <laughs> perfect <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no 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 no. I'm gonna go with uh, no, no can't play the f- can't play the two um, I'm gonna go with this is how I keep throwing names at Parsons me. Chad no. Parsons? Absolutely <laughs> not. Gross. <laughs> no way. He's
2: too much like an actual well, you know, improv guy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like all the best Barbosa, names have been take- maybe? He's nope. still active. Nope. Keep uh, another um, one. Devin Booker. No. Um, Joe
3: Johnson. <laughs> what? No. i was kidding. <laughs> yeah, Gordon <laughs> Hayward
1: has done too much actual improv.
2: Kyle Korver.
1: No. No.
3: He's Oh, Baysmore. Can't Baysmore? Yeah. Can't blaze very physical. All right, I'm going to go with. He's Blazemore. pretty funny. We're going to move on. You're going to have.
1: The thing is, if you wear the typical bright, uh, solid, multicolored t shirt that improv teams traditionally wear, Kent Besmore will tuck it all the way into <laughs> yeah. his sweatpants. His underpants,
2: his too. underpants yeah. too. Yeah, he is locked in tight.
3: All yeah. right, that was beautiful. That was great. Um, another thing we were going to talk about today that I want you guys to explain to me is you have a game about Wesley Johnson. Oh, yes. Sean, and take I know it away. Play, you guys play a lot of sports games, so wacky things like this. So Wesley, we have fun.
1: We, yeah, we have a lot of fun.
2: <laughs> uh, Wesley Johnson is surprisingly old.
1: That's that's basically the hook. He that's was drafted in 2010 mm-hmm. as a... Uh, he, he was a a, a college junior okay. when he was drafted in 2010 with the fourth pick in the draft by the always uh, prescient David Kahn of the Minnesota Oh, Super- I miss him. Uh, <laughs> so when he was drafted, he was a college sophomore, and he turned 23 like two weeks after the draft, which is usually not a great sign when you drafted... You know, a pretty okay junior that he is turning 23. Yeah. And so we just had a game where we would just, just throw out an NBA player and find out, is he older or younger than Wesley than Johnson? Wesley Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> and Wesley Johnson, now uh, I believe the LA Clippers have locked him up for three years? He will be Four 42 years? when that right. contract is, is over. <laughs> so I'm just going to
3: ask you a couple of people. Okay. Oh, me. so I'm playing. Yeah, yeah. Great. So you're both you're both in this game. Okay, so me and Joey are playing. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Uh
1: now and the, and the question is just is this person older? Do you want us to guess how much older too? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you have a guess. <laughs> or how much younger. And okay. I'm just I'm just gonna throw out the first name, Timothy, not Timothy Mozgov.
3: I'll start this off and say older. And I want to say four years older. Uh, four Joey, years?
2: Joey, do you have a guess? Uh, I'm going to guess that he is like six months younger than Wesley
1: Johnson. He is one year older oh. than Wesley Johnson, <laughs> even though Timothy Moskoff looks and acts like a collapsing star. <laughs> <laughs> Amazingly. Uh, and he's going to
3: play like Aurora Borealis for yeah. the Lakers. It's going to be wonderful. You so only so see him once every six years.
1: Uh, so I'd like to bring up a uh, another player. Uh, you know, just compared to our friend Wesley Johnson, new Brooklyn net Jeremy Lin. Where is Jeremy Lin compared to Wesley Johnson? You Your first. hint is same draft class, same draft class.
2: You
3: go first.
1: He's two and a half years younger than Wesley Johnson. <laughs>
3: I'm gonna go three, full three. He is
1: he is 13 months younger <laughs> than Wesley. You win. Johnson. Can't go over. <laughs> yeah, Price that's true. Is right Price, by prices, right rules. Yeah. Which is how I live my life. Yeah. All right, so uh, we're tied one all. Okay, you're tied one all. Okay. Uh, no, this one. This one is too easy. I almost asked you. Oh yeah, just just just, just, just for the record, uh, Kawhi Leonard. Where? How is Kawhi Leonard? Uh, how does he compare? In age two, four years younger than Wesley Wesley Johnson. Johnson. You're saying
2: four four four, years younger? I'm saying four years younger. Uh,
3: He's definitely not older. That is not a question. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to go three or two. I'm going to go two. I'm going to go two years younger.
1: He is four years younger.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Best of five. Let's go best of five. This is not over. Four
1: years younger. than wesley johnson these are these are all this is just important stuff for you know clippers fans fans of wesley johnson wesley johnson how much money did he get on that deal It's like uh, three for 21 something like that i don't know
3: you look it up right now okay <laughs>
1: uh how about uh this is a guy who's rebuilding his career mm-hmm. uh point guard just signed with the new york dicks one year five million dollars brandon jennings Ooh. Where is Brandon Jennings age-wise compared to Wesley Johnson? I'm gonna say he's six months younger than Wesley Johnson. You're saying six months younger? He's coming yeah. off an ACL. Toe. He's <laughs> making good. He he has a make good deal mm-hmm. right now because of. You know,
3: I am gonna go two years younger.
1: He is in fact two years and. Two, he's almost. He's two two years, just under two years, three months younger <laughs> than Wesley Johnson. So one year, five million. The, we both went for over him. Uh-huh. You I had did, to wash. That's true. That's true. Uh, this one. Nah, that's going to be too easy. Sorry. I'm. I, I. have. Well, yeah. Let's. Let's see this one. Uh, Sergio Rodriguez Ugh. left. Oh. Left the NBA. <laughs> Left the NBA after the 2010 season, recently signed with the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, Sergio Rodriguez. Where is Sergio Rodriguez age-wise compared to Wesley Johnson? Again, drafted in 2006, Been out of the NBA for six this full years, where is
2: he compared to Wesley Johnson? I'm going to guess he is eight months older than Wesley
1: Johnson.
3: I'm going to go 6 months older just in case. He
1: is he is just over a year older <laughs> than Wesley Johnson. Despite his original NBA <laughs> career ending 2 months before Wesley Johnson I was keep drafted.
3: to go under Joey. And it's never a good Wesley idea. Wesley Johnson is just I mean the no, lesson is you got is that one. You did get that no, one. No, I thought I thought you said 8 months and then I said 6. You said I said 6 you said eight. I did. Yeah, yeah, you
1: got you got that one.
3: Well, I already <laughs> forgot. Look at that. I mean, what that's that's what
1: happens. I mean, no. your memory when even just talking about Wesley Johnson—it's yeah, <laughs> kind of like the early. onset.
3: Uh, it's tough. All right, all right. I got one for both of you, okay. uh-huh. real quick. We'll wrap this yeah. up. Dave Schilling.
1: Oh,
2: um,
1: I have no idea how old Dave is.
3: Exactly why it's a <laughs> challenge. It is a
1: challenge. I'm going to say you're a year and a half older than Wesley
2: I'm Johnson.
3: I'm going to go two
1: years. I'm 31. How, how old is Wesley Johnson? Wesley we never Johnson's birthday. Oh, is. his birthday is July 11th, 1986. <laughs>
3: <laughs> My birthday is July 26, 1984. Also, I didn't look that up. Wait, wait, what's your, when's your birthday? July 26,
1: 1984. So you're two years older than... Than Wesley Johnson. Johnson. Okay. Yes, and
3: I look so much better than him. You're, that's I mean, crazy. I don't, actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jo- he was born in 1987. I'm sorry.
3: God, did you ruin all of this whole segment? No, 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 no. 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 Wow. Have, all
1: the other math was... I oh, just okay. said it wrong. Uh, his uh,
2: contract, by the way, is three years, 18 million for the club. Uh, that's not bad, actually.
3: To be
1: honest, in this cap environment... Good for Wesley Johnson, and you know what? He can be like a father figure for uh, young Austin Rivers,
3: because uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lord knows he don't have oh, one. He, he have just has heard... a boss. <laughs> have, did
1: Did you hear
2: that quote from Austin Rivers? It was one of the saddest quotes. Let's hear it. No, uh, hold on, let I me get history. it. Let me pull it up. Um,
3: Daddy wasn't there. No, that was that song from Austin Powers. His <laughs> shagged me. <laughs> All right,
2: uh, quote. To be honest, it was weird, Austin said after the Clippers' Summer League game at Amway Center. Just because it was so business. People don't understand from the outside looking in, that's kind of how our relationship is. But it's different when it's something like this because now money's involved. (laughs) Coaching is simple. He's always been a coach to me. He's always been like a coach. He's never really been... He's always been a father when he (laughs) had time to be... (laughs) I'm not trying to say he's not a father, but our relationship has always been coach slash player. And it's worked
1: out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, clearly, financially. Maybe not in the wins and loss column.
1: This is like it Austin Rivers' career is like if the end of Cats in the Cradle was his dad was like, I'm proud of you. Can you stay for a while? And he's like, I'd like to dad if I could find the time <laughs> And then the dad in Cats in the Cradle's like what if I give you thirty-six million dollars <laughs> to spend the next three years with me? <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> uh, okay. Here's a question for Warriors fans out there, and for mm-hmm. you too. Uh-huh. What do you think the Dell Steph relationship is like? Oh, it's great. So it's uh, leagues better than than Austin and Doc.
1: I think. I think you know it's. It's different because Doc Rivers, for such a long time, his family just lived in one place and he didn't live there, You right? never
2: see... Look, think about it. You see videos of Steph Curry, a uh, baby Steph Curry and Del Curry all the time. Have you ever seen a video of young Austin Rivers with Doc Rivers? Because I don't think
1: I have. No, I mean, I'm pretty <laughs> sure his family moved to Orlando when Doc got the coaching job there and... Did not move to Boston when Doc did, and Doc Rivers coached the Celtics for quite a while—eight <laughs> years, <laughs> nine like years, that, yeah. something like that—and they never moved.
3: Yeah. Do you so. Do you think it helped Steph Curry uh, with his father that he was not a disappointment?
1: Yeah, that <laughs> that goes a long <laughs> oh, way. Okay. I right, think yeah. I figured that. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's much it's much worse to be a highly recruited high school all American and then. Now, granted, going to Duke is kind of like like, just you're a high school All-American, and you're like, you know what? Could I just have somebody hit me in the knee with a hammer before I start <laughs> my pro career? Uh, I don't know. Kyrie's an NBA champ now. He played two games with Duke, right? Yes.
3: That's, that's, that's <laughs> <very> <laughs> strong showings. But yeah.
1: I mean there's a
2: long list of the I feel like the, those uh, I feel like those two games he played with Duke are what was responsible for him being hurt those first couple of years in his
1: NBA career. Yeah, though. just just just, just, just <laughs> he could close his eyes and imagine yeah. Coach K just
2: frowning the, at him. It's <laughs> like final <laughs> destination. Right? Like
1: that <laughs> Well yeah, I mean Paul George took the brunt of that yeah. eventually. <laughs> uh oh. God. Oh, you know, one, bit, one thing that is kind of weird as a Warriors fan though, like as exciting as it is to get Durant, there's something very strange about especially after this season where you know, you were just more motivated to watch all the games mm-hmm. cuz the regular season was so just cuz of mm-hmm. the, the quest for the record. And now after all this investment, um like nine of those guys are going to be
3: gone. <laughs> Who okay who is is leaving Azeli is leaving Boget Bo- is leaving Barnes. Barnes. Harrison Barnes I have Barbosa Barbosa gone. to uh, the Suns What
1: a shame Brandon Rush is gone Rush is gone um, James
3: Michael Mack will Spates still be
1: there
2: Space will be gone. necessarily they renounced his rights uh, Oh no,
1: MacAdoo
2: MacDon's So
1: yeah they only have 6 guys coming back from the team Yeah But I mean they're the best 6 guys
2: No I mean it's it's the <laughs> 6 guys you You would only pick. need
3: 6 guys in the <laughs> finals it's just
1: yeah. it's just strange that you can be such an intense fan of something and then you're like, Yeah, now
3: sixty percent of will it's, well, did, it's uh, going elsewhere. As two big Warriors fans, did this particular team feel like a family, like they were closer to you than like previous teams, or do you still pine for the Jason Richardsons and Andres Pedros <laughs> of the world?
1: No, I mean, this is – it's different because it's usually rooting for the Warriors is – it's so rare that there's a player that is on the Warriors and is not – hasn't – the The timeline between an exciting acquisition to the Warriors and someone that was on the trading block or just being benched for years at a time uh, was very, a very brief window. Yeah. You could ask Jason Caffey, Larry Hughes <laughs> – Dan Fortson, yeah. Nick Van Exel, like Mid, it's uh, Mitch Richmond, Mitch Richmond, uh, <laughs> Mike Dunleavy Jr. Like, well, fuck Mike Dunleavy Jr. But I mean, like, <laughs> why he didn't. Do it again, Mike Dunleavy Jr. Never did anything wrong. He sure. just wasn't very good, and he got drafted third. <laughs> Although the biggest standing ovation he ever got was, was when he took his shirt off. Two, he got two after technical got two fouls taxes. very quickly, almost fought a ref, and then as the crowd cheered him, whipped his shirt off and fired it into yeah, the I crowd. Yeah, it was the that most game. exciting. Mike Dunleavy. The only Jr. time I was, was
2: time. ever proud to watch Mike Dunleavy on the Golden State <laughs> <laughs> Warriors.
1: Yeah, so. It's just odd to have it's it it was always weird having a relationship with players where it was almost kind of like 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 writing a letter to somebody in prison, you know like <laughs> when Mont Ellis was there, it was just like they were suspending him, he kept getting in trouble, uh, but he just guys that just tried like I kind of feel like they crushed andres Biedrin's spirit one hundred percent i mean yeah. like he was. He had the ability to feel joy when he arrived. He yeah. was a fun-loving...
3: This is still a thorn in your side, Joey. Yeah, that is my l- favorite player. I
2: loved Andres Biedren's, Uh I don't know. I don't want to talk about it, it.
3: Explain why, just briefly, for the, the the audience. Why
2: I loved Andres Biedrens?
3: Yeah. Because uh, he was the...
2: One guy who could rebound on the team for like seven years. <laughs> he was he was from Latvia. He came over as an eighteen funny. and an impressionable
1: eighteen year old. Uh, he wasn't allowed to visit an American barber until four years. Into I can his tell you.
2: I can actually tell you the, the what made me fall in love with Andres Beedren's is uh, when the Warriors drafted him. Checking Chad Ford's like prospect page on the ESPN draft uh, on ESPN.com, dot and normally that's like a picture of a guy playing basketball and Andre's Biedrin's was him with his shirt off flexing in like <laughs> a room like up, and I was like oh this guy's the greatest. That would make me love him. Yeah. <laughs> it was and just, like yeah. And like okay um there's that game against the Jazz uh in the playoffs the we believe year. Uh they lose a game because Mike Alpetris and Jason Richardson miss free throws. And Andres Biedrens also was fouled in that quarter, in that fourth quarter, and did not miss his free throws. And that was, like, the greatest thing
1: on earth. Because he was the worst free throw shooter. Three, year, <laughs> three years later, I believe he shot 11% from yeah. line for the <laughs> season.
2: And, like, what happened was Don Nelson made him play hurt. Uh, he won, And then he was... Uh, he was just depressing, and those those pictures. Those... I think he
1: probably developed a dream. Right? Yeah, I'm well, that was the other the thing. other the other evidence of. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean that that was weird because having Durant is so outside of anything that you'd even come to expect. Right, I it's am still weird. Like even when I was talking to Joey right after the finals, we were kind of talking about the NBA draft in the way that we used to. Three or four years ago, when it was just like maybe there's somebody fun, like <laughs> like our ideal guy was like Anthony Randolph, who is he well he's like seven feet tall that's another he's, got a, he's nineteen years old, he's got a learning disability <laughs> that he is can another from guy the free throw line, he can do a crossover dribble, but also sometimes he just falls down running Excellent for no reason improv oh, yeah guy. he Anthony- couldn't he couldn't start on like an eleven win college team, you know. Anthony and Randolph was like, he's perfect. He's perfect. And the Warriors made some elaborate <laughs> trick workout to try yeah. to trick the Sacramento Kings into drafting Jason Thompson It's a, just all this like weird low level trickery mm-hmm. to get to game the twelve pick for the fourteen pick and
2: like
3: Which is b- they're both just garbage and picks. I
2: still love Anthony Randolph in my heart. I'm like, I bet he can <laughs> figure it out. because. How much younger than Wesley Johnson is Anthony Randolph, Sean? Ooh, <laughs> I mean, it's, he's definitely younger.
1: He was, he was drafted well before. Uh, I mean,
2: Anthony Randolph once played so hard in a game against the Lakers that he cried on the court. That was like the greatest thing on
1: earth.
3: I feel that way about... Uh, Anthony uh,
1: Randolph was born in West Germany. <laughs>
3: well, all <right>. uh, he <laughs> Wait, is, when it was still West Germany?
1: When it was still West Germany (laughs) in Okay, Just before the Berlin Wall went down. So he was born in 1989. (laughs) He is two years and four days younger than Wesley Johnson. That is so so amazing. He's listed as seven feet, 230 pounds. Well, that
2: was the other great thing about Anthony Randolph is they drafted him and he wasn't seven feet tall, and then he came back the next year, and it was like he grew over the summer, and he's <laughs> seven feet tall now. That definitely happens to adults all the time. Also, none uh, of none of what we've said has answered your question about the Golden State oh, Warriors, by the way. He also, he also
1: by the way, plays for a EuroLeague team. He was on the EuroLeague second team this year, and his team is called Loco. <laughs> oh, perfect. With a C or a K? Uh, with a K, of course. Um, and uh, was they play in Krasnodar... Russia. Oh lovely. And their arena is called Basket Hall <laughs> Krasnodar.
3: <laughs> that was that was a Soviet building. Well, well it's called the Basket Hall. Uh, <laughs> to
2: answer your question, Dave, uh I am still not entirely sure that I'm not that I didn't die 3 years ago. <laughs> and this is what heaven is. Like that's how much I care about the Golden State Warriors, but also how confused I am and how to act. Like, it weirdly feels like I'm a Laker fan now, and I don't know how to cope with yeah, that Yeah, I think your whole
3: personal brand is like sort of aw shucks, yeah. and now you're like oh, I have to be like Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to think that I'm better than everyone. I <laughs> That's def- my personal flaw.
1: I got I got a text from our, our friend, Laker fan, hilarious comedian Chris Garcia, who told me after the Durant signing, like, this is what it's like to be a Laker fan, and now... You can stop caring about what Toronto Raptors fans and Portland Trailblazers fans say. Because it's a weird thing where you're like, no, we're all in the same boat. We're all just scrapping all the time. Not anymore, We're man. developing a D-leaguer. what has a week. He's going to use a steal.
3: And Now I feel... The way that you guys probably felt for a long time, because I think about like oh, oh for sure Julius Randle is going to develop a jump shot one day. Well, or D'Angelo Russell is not a mouth. The tennis. guy. Okay, look,
2: <laughs> I had that realization this year when a friend of mine text, who's a giant Lakers fan, texted me and told me that Jordan Clarkson is Monte Ellis but better. <laughs> And I was like... I mean, I oh. would
3: probably say that, too.
2: And I was like, oh, this is what I sounded like talking about Kalena azabuki Yeah, you know, like...
1: <laughs> well, I mean, like, you, I'm sure you said that about, like, Monte Ellis and, like, he's, like, the next generation Tony Parker. Yeah. Or, like, all of these just disappointed... Like, guys who were terrible Anthony contracts. Morrow.
2: Like, we thought Anthony Morrow was, like...
1: Remember the Durrell Wright era? Oh, when we're like, we so good. We found Wright. Yeah. So I mean, good. The Warriors are, are, and weirdly it worked out for them, but you rarely see a team tank for the number seven pick in the draft. and <laughs> yeah. so that's what the Warriors did. <laughs> yeah. And it was like
3: the greatest front office decision they'd made in ten years. I don't know, man. I think the Lakers really have a strong core of young players and – Give it a year or two. They're probably going to win 30, 40 games this season. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, I mean, I think, I think next year
1: when uh, D'Angelo Russell has, has been traded for uh, – <laughs> No, he. I think they're going to get something good. But but Russell Westbrook's going to be pulling point
3: guard for the Lakers. Oh, man, if that happened – I probably shut this podcast down. I, mean, he's like, I don't want to talk about it. He's
2: basically like uh, as close to Kobe as you can get.
3: That's what I, I've been saying for years. Yeah. But without all of the horrible baggage that comes with Kobe Bryant. Well, I don't weird. know. You're, yeah,
2: He did, if you believe Howard Beck, uh, the way he did, plays basketball did sort of chase Kevin Durant out of town. I mean, I I'm just saying. I read
3: that whole thing, and it just feels like... I don't know. I I think it, it was just more about going to the best team yeah, in the I world. Yeah, exactly. All, all
1: of the stuff about Kevin Durant's a flip-flopper. He doesn't no. want to be an alpha dog. It's like, no, he just wants you to just, play basketball. never get this fun. opportunity. Yeah, he exactly. has a chance to play, like, on a
2: historical team. Like yeah. And, like, that is what we should care about, like, actually. like
3: You always want to play for the best team you can and make the most money you can. And yeah. He was able to do both. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he's probably leaving some money on the table from Oklahoma City because I think they had probably sort of rights to him or something.
1: I always, I also kind of believe that the Warriors are sneakily hooking guys up with uh, like mutual funds or venture capitalists. things. Like there was just a weird thing about a year ago where uh, Joe Lacob was investing in like who fucked a trophy. Just he did it. he made love <laughs> to to the L O B. Yeah. He got uh, an L O B J. Yeah. <laughs> light you <laughs> to get a lob. Uh, but he invested in this company that made like uh I think it was all cosmetic products only for African-American men. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, that seems like a weird thing for Joe Lacob to do. And then it was like, oh, Harrison Barnes and Andre Iguodala also invested in this.
3: And it that probably doesn't the,
1: circumvent the salary yeah. cap at all. And I could, know Bogut was investing in his fund. Well, so. this
3: is the modern version of the Lakers because you think back to the 80s and 90s and 2000s, what Jerry Buss and, and uh, Jerry West and Mitch Kupchak could say to a free agent is, oh, we'll pay you this much, and you'll get to play for a great team and play in Los Angeles, but you'll get endorsements, you'll get to be in movies, TV mm-hmm. shows, you get to be in Hollywood and have sex with models, and do a bunch of drugs in the off-season, mm-hmm. and it'll be great. But now you can do that stuff anywhere. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's no like connection that the Buss family has to any of that, because... They're all dorks. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Buss doesn't really do much besides probably go to, like, TGI Fridays and, for and, happy hour.
1: And Dr. Buss basically liked winning titles, but he liked playing poker and having sex with girls Which more. Which is all
3: NBA but players all all like kind to of, yeah. do. He was the perfect patriarch for that team. And now it makes sense that Joe Lacob could say, look— I am connected to all this Silicon Valley bullshit, yeah, and I can connect you to all that. That's where the money is. It's We're not light losing. years ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that that before be the, the bubble burst. That should <laughs> be the slogan next season.
3: So the Warriors can do all that stuff. Offer them these crazy things that only the 21st century can offer you. Yeah, the Lakers don't have any of that shit.
1: Yeah, because with with like uh the the 90s Bulls and even to a lesser extent the uh lebron heat uh there's a big kind of like vip club bonus where you just advertise like okay this is a, a nightclub party where members of the chicago bulls are going to be there and maybe michael jordan was there sitting in the back like but it was mo- or mo- whatever but, but definitely Coup bill coach. weddington was yeah. there and dickie simpkins were there <laughs> exactly. and it was like Oh well that's not an NBA contract, but they got a ten thousand dollar appearance fee. Right. And I mean I just remember hearing I think they were like two months in with Bosch and LeBron in, in Miami and Spolstra just started canceling shoot arounds just to facilitate like that's like disgusting. we gotta make Joel Anthony whole <laughs> somehow. <laughs> like, Which, like James Jones James Jones is like essentially has been employed as a club promoter right. for, like, nine years because he's not making much salary. But I bet he has been in so many VIP lounges with people accidentally calling him Jumaine Jones <laughs> or Damon Jones.
3: Uh, Andrew Jones. <laughs> Andrew Jones, whatever it is Jim like,
1: Jones. Thank you very much. Please enjoy uh, this terrible DJ. I, y-
3: yeah, I just I can't figure out what the Lakers offer a team – anymore not championships not a nightlife because everybody lives in la or miami already mm-hmm. it's just there's no path forward unless they become very very good very soon mm-hmm. now do they but do that's they, highly welcome unlikely. to the nba <laughs> yeah. Can i ask
1: you a, a, a question as a lakers fan sure is there a succession plan in place for jack nicholson <laughs>
3: Well, this is a this is a topic of conversation that I uh, have uh, entered into many times.
1: Denzel, it's got to be right. I feel like they're gonna pass him over.
3: I think that there's a Grantland article about this. Oh, like, really? Before my time, <laughs> like who's gonna replace Jack Nicholson as the Lakers' number one fan? There's Leo. There's uh, Adam Levine, who, by no. the way, oh, you wow. can't. People uh. think he's a big Laker fan, but I went. I forget who they were playing. It might have been Oklahoma City or like new orleans or somebody that's you know a smaller market uh but with a superstar and he was sitting front row his uh girlfriend whoever or lady friend whoever it was had a pizza box on her uh her her lap and she was kind of watching kind of eating and he spent the entire game on his phone oh no and when he looked up he looked annoyed the whole time. You can't look annoyed. You can't have your phone no if you're way. a number one Lakers super fan. Was he
2: wearing that Lamarcus Aldridge jersey?
3: No, that was offensive to me. <laughs> <number one. laughs> I don't even think he knows who he is. I think no. that was just like his social media manager was like, we made this for you. Just put it on. Yeah. Uh, who else could it? Diane dark- Cannon will be dead soon. Oh, yeah. She's That's yeah. a shame. Um, it's got to be Denzel. I think Will Ferrell is on the list. He's oh, yeah. a big Laker fan. I mean, Denzel seems like he actually still goes to tons of games, even yeah, when they're I bad. Yeah, I don't think he actually likes the Lakers.
0: Uh, oh. I think oh, he, he just lives, he lives in Los Angeles. I think he just time? lives in L.A. and mm-hmm. has
3: no interest in the team because he doesn't speak about the team. You don't like hear people interviewing him about the team. Hmm. Uh, George Lopez is on the list because George Lopez is like at every Dodger game.
1: Oh, yeah.
3: He was at the game uh, the – Uh, they were playing, oh, Baltimore. I was just there two days ago. And they show George Lopez, and people lose their minds. (laughs) And he's at Laker games. Uh, Damon Lindelof goes to a lot of games. He's Uh, not famous enough. Not famous enough. One thing
1: I really enjoyed is a couple years ago when the Lakers were in the finals, um, the cameras caught uh, Mike Shimoda and Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park, who were in, like, the third row third third uh, deck mm-hmm. of the Staples Center. <laughs> <laughs> so they really? just, like, they weren't... I mean, I'm sure it's hard to get tickets to the funnels. They looked like they were, like, rooting really hard, but it was such a weird Ugh, celebrity that. shot of,
0: like... This is how They far seemed you like falling. real fans, but, but, like, how...
3: Like, how does Flea outrank
0: them that badly? Uh, you oh, know Flea's, Flea's your...
3: Flea might be... Flea performed the national anthem at yeah. Kobe's last game, and it was beautiful. Just with the bass guitar, <laughs> it was gorgeous. Uh, I'd say the last uh, dark horse would be Jack Black.
1: Oh, JB goes to a lot of games. He's got a, he's got yeah, one more hit, and it could really be something. Yeah, Goosebumps too is, is on the way. Here's my thought. All male reboot of the all female Ghostbusters. Who's who's Jack Black? Yep. Will Ferrell. Mm -hmm. Kevin
3: Hart. Where's Seth Rogen? And The Rock. Whoa.
1: (laughs) I mean, and The Rock. Here's the thing: they use proton packs. The Rock punches ghosts, (laughs) and they just
3: disintegrate. They just disintegrate, or they come back to life. They become people again. (laughs) He punches people so hard. Uh, Okay, last question. Wrap this up. This is something I want to do every week if we can. 2017 Golden State Warriors. Granted, we don't know the entire makeup of the team Mm -hmm. because they're going to sign a lot of role players to Mm -hmm. finish out the bench. But 2017 Golden State Warriors against historical teams, do they win? Let's start with the greatest Laker team of all time, the 87 Lakers. Do they beat the 87 Lakers with Michael Thompson? Yes. Oh, it, oh, it's, it's a his father-son son. battle. Exactly. Yes.
2: Michael Thompson said that this year's team would beat them. Why wouldn't the one with Kevin Durant also beat them?
1: I would I would say that yes, but that's only because Clay Thompson stopped getting an allowance from his parents like two years ago. <laughs> because when he got into a fight uh, with the, the Indiana Pacers, Pacers, he was docked his allowance for that week. And I believe, does he still have a roommate? <laughs> yeah, I
2: think so. has a Who's he rooming with? Uh, he does. Oh, they never say who, but he always talks about his roommate. And he is. He only cares about. Apparently, his favorite things are Instagram models playing chess against his roommate and his bulldog Rocco. Now and basketball. Now obviously. the thing. The thing. <laughs> I think is that on his trading card. I don't know. I don't have a trading... I, don't, I stopped collecting trading cards a long time ago. <laughs> Except I have a Most Bates one. Thank you. <laughs> uh,
1: I think it would be a great game, and I think the wild card is that Draymond Green might die of a cocaine overdose if he time-traveled <laughs> back to 1987. <laughs> if, if, if it's in the league culture of 2016, I think he's, he's okay. Uh,
3: important question, hand-check or no? Do they play 87 rules or 2017 I think rules? Can, I think they can hand-check, but yeah. you can't play zone? Is sure, that it, you're Sure.
2: Uh, I still just think math wise, too many good three point shooters.
3: Who do you uh, who do you hide Steph on?
1: Uh,
3: oh yeah, who is
1: Steph guard? Michael Cooper, offensively?
3: Yeah, because Cooper was yeah. not a good offensive player, but quick He's and big, big slash the basket. I mean, a lot.
1: that's that's the dangerous thing is that, that those eighty seven Lakers are a pretty big team. Like even mm-hmm. Byron Scott, pretty sizable. Mm-hmm. Although I think Clay is still like four or five inches taller than him.
2: Yeah, but they're a but they're a big
3: they would have. They, magic would have was big. they would
1: have a tough time rebounding, they'd have a tough time with Kareem. I just, but I think they'd just make too many threes. Yeah,
2: I don't think I just don't think any Lakers would remember to guard Steph Clay and Durant once they crossed the half court line until like way too late.
3: You're probably right. They'd need like a week to figure out how to guard that close to yeah. center court to be able to guard the perimeter that well. Now uh, Pat Riley might actually stab Steve Kerr, though. <laughs> like <laughs> that could happen. <laughs> All right, uh, 2017 uh, Warriors versus 97 Bulls. I'm I'm taking the I'm taking the Warriors. Okay. I think
1: I think just because of Durant. I think it's yeah. still the Warriors. I mean, it'd be it'd be very. They don't really have. I mean, Andre Iguodala could guard Michael Jordan for about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then. Michael would really score a lot of points but I think it's still just too much scoring.
2: Yeah, I just don't I just don't think I think they have trouble with those humps that they they kept running out there. Uh
1: Oh, that yeah, cuz the weird thing about those Bulls teams is much like the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh the ownership was a little cheap. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And so I mean, how do you fu- you can't really criticize them cuz they managed to go Seventy-two and ten, but they were they were really rela- the, Like the ninety-eight Bulls are a pretty shallow team, where like Jason Caffey's starting playoff games, and they had yeah.
2: signed Biz and Dele. I just like think in they're March. playing four on five. Um,
1: oh, because of Luke Longley and Rodman. Yeah, like because you'd
3: have to you'd have to start Ku coach in that game, right? And who do you hide Stephon? because that's the ultimate question for every team they play is who does Steph guard? I think Steph couldn't guard Ron Harper. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And then you've got Pippen on KD,
1: Jordan's on Curry, mm-hmm. Ron Harper's on Clay.
2: But then you have like Luke Longley guarding Draymond Green,
3: which is just a disaster when. Yeah. I
1: mean yeah. that's that's the problem is that I don't know basically you'd have to have somebody that kills them on at the rim. And you'd just have to beat him in like by twenty rebounds, right? And maybe Dennis Rodman is the guy that does that, but I don't, I don't. I mean, he's the greatest rebounder of all time. But at the same time, I'm still kind of like, uh, I think they would have a harder time with the '86 Celtics. Honestly, I think yeah. most bigger teams would, team, yeah. tough team, and you could, I could see Parrish and McHale getting every rebound. Right. And
3: Larry Bird would probably, in, the, in a situation where he had to start shooting threes, would rival Steph Curry. Yeah, he'd, sure. just,
1: be, he'd just be like, out at his farm, smoking cigarettes with John Cougar Mellencamp, <laughs> and just playing yeah. horse all summer long. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: okay, last one, and then we'll get out of here. My favorite Laker team, 2001. Shaq. Shaq, Kobe. Ooh. And that's uh, the Glenn Rick, Rice team. W- Rick Fox.
2: So as far as we Derek know, Fisherman. the guys guarding Shaq are Zaza, Pachulia, and David, David West. West,
1: Possibly Dwayne Yes,
2: yeah, No, Dwayne Dedman signed oh, he's somewhere not, else oh, today. Well, um, Shaq
3: is going to eat them for breakfast. That's, yeah. That's a but crazy. you're
1: still
2: trading two for twos for threes.
3: That's true. That was so, not a good three-point shooting team. Math, I mean, I, Kobe they, couldn't really shoot threes back then. I mean, he could, but he was not like. I'm still taking the Warriors. I
1: think you would also. uh, I think, as part of kind of the like nerd analytics revolution, teams are less ashamed to. As much as people said Hackershack, there he DeAndre Jordan has been fouled way more on purpose than Shaq has. I was looking. They would. They would just start so early, like with. Patrick McCaw and like <laughs> Kevin yeah. Looney, yeah, Kevin and Looney Damian would just Jones. come into the game and just bear hug Shaq at midcourt, and it would be horrible. But I was looking—I mean, they would just have to change the rules. Yeah. <laughs> I looked, at, that I, I looked one at DeAndre
3: game. Jordan's free throw attempts uh, last year versus the year before, and he went up like hundred and fifty free yeah. throws or something. It was crazy.
1: And it's—it's it's just it—it it is too bad because DeAndre Jordan is actually overall a pretty good offensive player just because of how good he is diving to the basket, yeah. how good his screens are. And he really understands how to play. He's like weirdly overrated on defense and extremely underrated on offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just it's just it's it's it's
3: it's unwatchable. It's, it's so just real sucks. it's a, it's yeah. really sad. And I think you're right that Shaq would just get the shit kicked out of him. But when they were hackage him he often hit one of two in, sure. In, in, in big moments.
2: But then you're trading one for three.
3: That's a good point. But I think <laughs> he, uh, there,
1: was, there was a final game where I think he made all his free throws. I forget which And one afterwards he, he said that his daughter had told him to bend his knees. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she said, bend your knees. <laughs> Daddy, bend your knees. <laughs>
1: and then he repeated it five times.
0: Barbecue
3: chicken. That's what happens
0: barbecue chicken, barbecue chicken, barbecue.
3: <laughs> when he can't think of something to say. Touch him up.
0: Touch him up. Give it to the big man. Let him dominate. Uh, i got to do
3: my shack impression (laughs) next week. (laughs) Uh, That was really fun, guys. This is the first Round Ball Rock podcast. Well done. We'll be back soon. Please subscribe to us on on all the platforms that we have made this available Mm -hmm. on. Yeah, they're going to be everywhere. Sean, where can they follow you on Twitter?
1: Uh, I'm at Sean Keen, S-E-A-N-K-E-A-N-E.
2: And I'm at Joey Devine, J-O-E-Y-D-E-V-I-N-E.
3: And I am at Dave underscore shilling. We'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.
1: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at fifty to eighty percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part.